we know that God has seen us through this. And if you had told me that we were going to go through the year that we went through last year, I think I would have been way more depressed than I should have been. And I think I would have been way more scared than I should have been either because what I've seen is the faithfulness of God through all of this and the faithfulness of his people. So not all of us can be here. I know a lot of people haven't been able to come back yet. And I know it's probably changed church in some ways forever, I'm thinking. But that isn't always a bad thing. I think in some ways we were already heading in this direction. And last year, I got up about this time and said that we're going to you know, be talking about the word of the year. And I said, it's vision, you know, 2020, perfect vision, kind of a playoff there. But that's what I just kept thinking about. And we had all of these ideas and plans. And I had some personal goals that I did not meet at all when it came to things that would be happening here. First of all, we had chunks that we weren't able to meet together. So I'm just glad that we're able to do this right now. But uh, other things is we, we just had no idea. And, we, and, and I've sat down with lots of pastors before and, and, and meetings. And, we're, and the th- thing that we kept coming back to is we weren't exactly prepared for this. And that makes sense because we've never gone through something like this together before. But I think God's been very faithful through all of that. And even though we didn't, it, 2020 didn't turn out maybe the way we'd hoped it would, we were set up to succeed for it. And I want to thank you and I want to thank God for that. Because thinking about it, you remember last December, a year ago, the big drive, the big push was we want to pay that mortgage off and we had a mortgage burning party. Remember that? And that was fun. But holy cow, how critical was that? Like if you think about it, that was super critical for us to have to be out of that debt and to have that off our shoulders. And I want to tell you and thank you so very much because I was able to sleep during 2020 because <laughs> that was done. Because I, I would have been. But God was faithful. You were faithful. We were able to do that. And what a praise and a blessing that has been for us. And even through all of the stuff that we had to do of canceling services and rescheduling things and figuring out how to do online, you guys stepped up and made a difference. You pivoted very quickly, and we have made more changes in this last year than I think we had made in the previous seven that I was here. And we've had to. We've had to. But I think, you know what it does, is it shows us that that is the world that we're living in. We have to pivot very quickly. We have to be extremely flexible. How many of you like being flexible? Yeah, some of you are like, no, no. I, I, I was in the car driving back from uh, Chicago yesterday, and I got out at the rest area, and I did this. And I'm like, oh, and then I thought, I can't get back up. <laughs> you know, you ever have that flexibility issue? Yeah. Uh, my brother-in-law reminded me of when I was younger and dumber. Don't say anything. And, and uh, Emily and I were dating, and uh, we both kind of had beater cars. She had one, and I had one. And so this is not advisable, so you young people, plug your ears. Um, I would, she'd be driving in front of me, and I'd be driving behind her, and I, with my little Ford Explorer, would go up when she was at a stop sign and just tap her in the, bu- in the, in the bumper. <laughs> Don't do that. I only did it when it was summer, though, because I had learned long ago that you snap bumpers in the winter. When it's cold and frosty, the flexibility leaves, right? 
When, it, when plastic gets hard, it becomes brittle. You guys stayed flexible. It was almost like the son of the Lord was on us the whole year, and we were able to pivot. We were able to move. We were able to be flexible. I think that needs to continue. Amen? Because God's going to present us opportunities, and if we're flexible enough, we can say yes to those opportunities. So we accomplished or started, some of these we started, and we didn't accomplish yet, most of our goals when it came to some of the things, improvements we wanted to do within the church last year. We remodeled the youth area. Thanks a lot to Chris and Selena and some of you who helped lay that floor down. That was amazing. Woo! How many of you have seen the youth area? The kids' area is great, and it's, it's getting better every day. I want to thank you for that. That is a huge improvement. It's an amazing open room now that can be used for a lot of things. We started, stalled, stopped, restarted, and had to stall again, pastor's breakfast. But we kind of have an idea of what that is now. So that's where we have first-time attenders come in the next week and have breakfast with us. And we're looking maybe in the spring to relaunch that. We're going to be talking about when we can do that and possibly even create a digital version of that too. Because the really neat thing about the breakfast with the pastor isn't just that I get to eat. That is really neat. And you get to eat. The other neat thing is you get to walk through your spiritual gifts. And we help you discern what those are. We help you find what your giftings are and then how that may fit in the church and how it fits outside of the church. I think it's extremely important. We believe here, and the Bible says it to be true, that every believer has spiritual gifts. And when we act in those spiritual gifts, when we do what we're called to do, we are much more excited about the Lord and about being a part of a fellowship and about helping others because we're not just saved for ourselves. We're really saved to serve others as well. So we started that, and we had a lot of people go through that. Then something that Chris and I are thinking about in the next few weeks, because we're going to be on this project, woo, there are 75-inch TVs in that room back there so that we can play amazing video games during service. <laughs> no, they're there so that we can lift the screen up, show the cross the whole time, and have screens on the sides of the wall that are showing you the slides and the scriptures and everything else. So we're super excited about that. We're going to be running cable from the back of the, the sound booth area back up to the front. we got the equipment lined up. we got to get the time to hook them up and, mount, and wall mount them so they don't fall. Uh, Lord help us. And we're going to have those big boys up. And, I, you know, you don't think it's huge, but it's pretty big. And those are going to be crystal clear. So hopefully you can see them. If you can't see them... This is just more reason to move closer to the front. See what I'm doing there? Closer to the front. That's, that's fun stuff. I like how it's filling up over here. Look at all the empty space you have. You, can, you have room up here, even with every other row. It's good stuff. But we think you'll be able to see it from the back. I tested it in Walmart by walking it out, so we're good. All right. <laughs> Everyone probably thought I was a weirdo, but I did it. All right, so we got new screens for the front, and then we had... Audio upgrades to some of the speaker cones that were in the speakers there. We have a fun bass amp that we're going to be able to move over there towards the corner that helps fill out the sound. And I don't know if you could tell, but pretty early on in the year when we were meeting again, the voice and the clarity got much better. And I'm just so thankful for that, that, that you guys can hear us a little bit better and that we were able to do that. And then we also invested in resources for digital ministry, including that camera that you see back there. If you look back there, there's a red dot in the camera. So hi to everyone who's watching online. We're glad that you're here. You're a part of our digital church. We're thankful for you. And uh, we also have new audio equipment that's lined into that directly. So our audio is better when we publish that online. There's so many things 
that we had to learn. And I have never felt older in my life than I have in this last year because technology keeps going, right? Even if we don't. So I want to thank God and thank you for, for stepping in and making that possible. We've seen an up. Uh, an uptick and an increase with the video that we're putting on Facebook, and our reach is broader than ever when it comes to digital impact, and we have more things in store um, coming in this next year. In fact, one of the things, one of the little projects I want to get started this next week is uh, prayers that are made for people when they go to the cemetery, and uh, they can find those and play those through our website and through um, just finding those on po- podcasts and things like that. And you guys make all that ministry possible. So we need to just be creative and continue to think of how we can impact. And when you like Facebook and when you share messages, that goes a long way. When you post them on your page, when you use the invites that we create and invite other people to church, that is huge, 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 especially for those who don't have a fellowship yet. We really believe that everybody should be a part of a church, even if they don't believe yet right? As ABC, we accept people where they are so they can believe in Jesus and what? Care for each other. And that's what we need. We need those people to care for others. And, and the more people we have here, the more ministry we can accomplish and the more, hopefully the more way we can impact you as well. And, and you have more balance there. So we did things we did not plan for. Some of you even stepped out of your boat to use Kim's terminology You stepped out of your boat and made videos, and you felt nervous about it, and you had anxiety about it, and and I I told you that's normal, and every time you make a video, it's going to feel like that, and some of you are still making videos. That's great, and and using those as almost little devotionals and stuff. I want to show you one of the ones that I lost. Is that okay if I show it, Tricia? Say yes, please. (laughs) I, I want to thank her for being, everyone say hi. She shared her testimony in service before. I lost it or didn't see it, and she had to resend a different one. So this one, I don't think anyone else has seen other than, than maybe me, but it's really good, and it's just an example of what you guys did. I, 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 if you guys shared Facebook or made a video, just put your hand up really quick or still making videos. I see hands. You guys are, like, shy about that. Like, Selena did, and Selena, you know what Selena told me and a group of people, they're like, you know, I just, I just feel so bad, and I feel like I mess up, and I feel, you know, that's normal when you're doing something new. You still got to do it. Still got to do it because it makes a huge impact. I want to show you one of those videos because I think this is a great testimony, and she made another one later that was very similar, but it's a great testimony of what God does through all of you and through his spirit and through his church. Let's watch it. Hey, Pastor Ben, it's Trisha Snyder. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to do this. It's really embarrassing. But um, I just want to thank the Lord Jesus for helping me to overcome addictions to alcohol, um, cigarettes, to help me through depression, and most recently to help me to lose 35 pounds with more to come. And this time, I am trying to um, give glory to God and not to be proud um, regarding this weight loss journey and lifestyle change. Um, The Bible verse that I wanted to share is, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. 
Let another man praise thee and not thine own mouth, a stranger and not thine own lips. And that is Proverbs 27, verses 1 and 2. So um, thank you. I hope you and your family are doing well. Um, we are great here and um, look forward to seeing you soon. Take care. So that was during our church service at home. Isn't that neat? Yeah, you guys, you guys started using technology and, and, and doing that. And I want to thank you for, for doing that so much. It was a huge benefit. And in fact, our, our best watch ser service and, and sermon was the one where we had all your videos. The campfire one. I don't know if you remember that one that was on Facebook, but that, that went up to like 1,600, 1,700. I think maybe it's over 2,000 views. I don't know what it is, but it went really far. And you know why? It was because the impact of your voices. Like people don't care or want just like one pastor or a celebrity person or somebody just doing it professionally. What they need to hear is real. And you guys brought that. And I want to thank you for that. And that's such a blessing. Uh, for me and, and for everyone else out there. So one year ago, we thought it would look really different. But what I've realized through all of this is that we must look at our church members as being 3D. Everyone say 3D. 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 Three-dimensional people are our church members, right? Everyone's in 3D. All of you are in 3D right now. What does that mean? It means nothing until I explain it, right? So first of all, we have our physical members. And this is what we've thought about as far as traditional church most of the time. We have people that attend and come. And if you're here, I'm thankful for you. If you're in person, I'm very thankful that you're here. It's fun to have everyone in the room together. I enjoy the fellowship and I just enjoy the, the feeling of us getting back together. It's like a family reunion every week. I love it. That's really important. Number two, we also have digital attendance members. We have people that live out of state that are not within the area that physically cannot be here due to their own limitations, even outside of COVID. Maybe they can't come out when it's cold. They can't come out when it's winter or they can't drive. Our digital outreach helps them be members somewhere. And I believe that the Lord has set us up and made us able to do that. So we have digital attendance. That's one of the three. Uh, 3D measures. And then we also have, everyone say this one, future members. We need to remember this, right? It's not just about the people we already know, but that the Lord is calling us to reach out all the time. That that person that, that's in front of you at the grocery line may be a future member here. If they don't have a fellowship and if you're, they're, they're within your reach and, and the Lord is inviting them to come, I believe nobody shows up here or even watches online on accident, but the Lord lines that up and the Holy Spirit orders the steps so that people can know him. Amen? And if we really believe that, if we have faith in that, then here's what we need to know is that when we step out in faith and we invite somebody or we ask them if they want to, if they're a part of a church or they have a church family and we, we bring them in to even Zumba or Sunday school or any of the other things that we do, a Wednesday night Bible study or even invite them into the Bible app with a Bible study that you're doing, you are inviting them into a spiritual portion of the church. That's the church. And then when you invite them on a Sunday, that's part of it too. So here's what's going on is, is we grow by your invitation. And your invitation is there if you're excited about what is happening at church and you're excited about your own spiritual life, right? So us being right with God is pretty important for others around us as well because we want to bring them into heaven with us. The only thing we can bring to heaven with us is people. 
They don't go at the same time we do. But if we minister to them, then we can reach them and impact their soul for all of eternity. And that's a pretty good ROI, I think. So future members, that's part of the 3D there. So for 2021, I want to propose ABC's One Word. How many you know this song? Y'all thought there was a mistake happening in the sound booth for a second. I'd try to set it up that way. If you didn't, just imagine. Like, oh, that was pretty cool. All right. This is what I've been thinking about. Uh, what, a little less conversation, a little more action. So the word for 2021, for me personally, and I think for the church, as far as what the Lord is telling me, is this. Action. Action, action, action. Everyone say, turn to your neighbor, say action. 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 So... There's this, there we go, shove it off the cliff and let's get into action. Here's what I've seen in, in 2020 is that the people who sat and tried to figure it out and tried to get it perfect fell behind. Those that stood up and took action, even if they made mistakes at the beginning, they're far further ahead. I think that's, that's our future. I think that's the world we live in. I think that's what God is calling the church as a whole to, is action. We sit around. We know the Bible verses. You need to study Bible. I'm not saying that at all. You need to study. You need to know it so you know what to act on. You need to be in prayer. You need to be praying. But eventually, you got you to gotta do something with what you have. Or you're going to go into atrophy. Or it's not going to work. Or you're going to sit around and, and try to wait for the perfect moment before you get it right. And it'll never come. Right? It'll never happen if we do that. Jesus' brother said something like this. Faith without works is dead. It's a quote from Jesus' brother. And this is what the verse actually says. James 2, 14 through 17. This is so good. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith... But you don't show it by your what? Actions. Can that kind of faith save anyone? No. Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing. And you say goodbye. Have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. Shalom. Peace out. I'm praying for your brother. <laughs> but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that what? Do it does nothing, nothing. It makes you feel okay about it. You can move on, but it does nothing for anyone else. So you see, faith by, let's read this part. So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. So what is James, the brother of Jesus saying there? Is he saying you won't get to heaven if you don't do good stuff? I don't think that's necessarily what he's saying. We're not saved by works. But he, what he's saying is you're good for no one else. <laughs> you're good yourself, but no one else is benefiting from your existence. What's your favorite? Some of you have favorite, uh, favorite Christmas movies. And there seems to be, like, I'm not talking about Home Alone or Die Hard. We're not going there. What I'm talking about is, is classic Christmas movies. And there seems to be two that usually come out pretty strongly. You have White Christmas. How many of you like that one? Is that, who, would you say that's your favorite? And, or it's A Wonderful Life. 
Wonderful life is about my favorite. And you know what I, I realized? And, and that's not to say you're less spiritual, but you are, if you like. It's a white Christmas. No, I'm kidding. That's my wife's favorite. I, I'm joking. That's a great movie that I don't want to watch ever. Um, it's the singing and the dancing. I just can't. There's car accidents and it's a wonderful life. There's, you know, he messes up. He's, he's drunk driving. I mean, he is a mess in some of that. But you know what? He saves the town. He stands up against the bad guy. He, he lives his life for others and he's always serving people around him. He makes the whole town better by what he does. Some of you guys make everybody else around you better by what you do. And I want our whole church to make everything around us better by what we do. Amen? It's not just by what we believe. The world believes a lot of crazy things, and, and everyone has a different belief system. What does that matter if it doesn't change the world? We're called to be world changers. Not just thinkers, but doers. You think about how Jesus trained his disciples. What did he do? He went out into the world. He didn't sit them down with a, with a textbook. He went out into the world and had them do real-life ministry to, to talk to the homeless, to, to, to heal the sick. He went out and prayed for people. And they ministered out. They had open-air church before they had to do it because of COVID. They were meeting outside. They're doing all of these things in order to do the gospel, not just do it. Because here's what happens. If you really have faith, then you should walk in it. If you really have faith and belief, then it should inform the actions that you take. Amen? Everyone say action. 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 So, so here, well, someone's calling right now. They, wanna, they want prayer. <laughs> How'd you get a landline in here? It <laughs> sounds like the old bell. That's great. Okay. So here, here's, here's what James says. He says, if you don't have faith, and unless you, if you don't have faith that produces good deeds, it's dead and useless. And what I see when I see our church, ABC, we are not dead. We're not dying. We're growing in faith. Amen. And it's evidenced by our actions and by your actions. So we are Action Bible Community, ABC, all right? Action Bible Community. I'm just going to change names all the time. Think about that, though. We are ABC. We are action-oriented. We are going to pull the trigger when it requires. When we get something in our sight, and that's what God wants us to do, we are going to go for it, amen? We are going to do what God calls us to do. We're going to hit the target. We're going to act when we get a chance. It may not always be right. I may have to get up and apologize to you. We messed up. We didn't do that quite right. But at least we did something. Amen? The world is not going to wait for us to get it perfect. The world isn't perfect at all. All we have to do is know the one that is, and we share that with them. We share Jesus with them, the author and perfecter of our faith. And we do that through action. So whoop-de-doo, right? <laughs> whoop-de-doo, Pastor Ben. Yes, do, 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 do. What do you do? Here, here's how we are going to take action. And, and this is personally for me. When, when I'm in preparation for messages, far too often I leave feeling maybe I communicated clearly. You know, you guys get something. You got Bible. You got verses. But, but what I want us to do when we arrive to church so that we're ready to get something from God, and it could be at any part in the service, I want us 
to take action by arriving for services pregnant with anticipation. Everyone do this. No one's doing it. This is weird, she said. Come on, yeah. Okay. Pregnant with anticipation. I want you to think about that, that as you waddle in here, that you are, oh man, I just can't wait. Something's coming. You inspired this. You did, honey. Always being pregnant, seeing the belly grow. That, that is good stuff. So we, I want us to be pregnant with the anticipation that something good is going to happen. Okay? Something is going to be birthed by God in this church service. <laughs> We're getting ground. I, I want this to be so I want you to think about this and remember this when we come back here, okay? I want you to know that God is going to do something. We're going to take action first by arriving for services online, whatever it is. If you're going into your devotional, if you're going to have personal worship time, if you are turning a podcast on when you're driving to work, start thinking about that beforehand. Say, God, please help me to, to get something out of this. Speak to me. Everyone say, speak, speak. To, to me. me. All right. So we're going to arrive for services, expecting for something from God. So number one, what does God want to say to me? Every week, I want us to ask this question. What does God want to say to me? I know sometimes we come into church and those sermons are tailored for the other sinners that are worse than us. But the Lord wants you to walk out with something for somebody else and for yourself. Amen. So what does God want to say to me? Everyone point to your heart. I want you to do that to me. What does God want to say to me? And I want you guys to almost think about this. I want to see some of you, like weirdos, come into church before it even starts and start doing this. Sometimes, you know, VBS crowd knows this. When you start doing the actions to the songs, you know it a little bit better, right? And remember, our word for the year is what? Action. So what if we can physically, in, in, in a moment of prayer, even physically show that? Say, what does God want to say to me? God, say something to me today. Speak to me. And you know how God speaks to you? It's not just through what I'm saying right now. It's not just through the message. That could be something. It could be during the opening prayer. It could be before the service starts and, and someone has a good word for you out there and they say something that encourages you or gives you a thought about what God wants to do. It could be during the announcements. It could be during Kim's corner when she's up here challenging you to something like you need to drop something in the blessing jar. It could be anything like that. It could be however God wants to talk to you. It could be through the kids talk. It could be through Selena's joke. I don't know how God can do it, but he can do it. Amen. Right? If we all listened to that joke and did it, be one, we'd all be Christians. That'd be good, right? That'd be a good start. Okay, so it could be through the kids' talk. It could be through the Lord speaking to you something that isn't even in the service, just a still, small voice spoken to you. Just a moment where there's a little bit of peace and God says, it's time for this. Or, I love you. Or, it's whatever He wants to say, He can say to you, right? You give Him permission to do that? We need to do that. Even in our prayer, you think about that. You need to give permission and time for God to speak to you. That's important. could be during the sermon. Even, you know, sometimes during sermons, people hear things. Um, it could be during the Bible verses when we're reading. It could be that a ray of sunshine hits that window and hits you in the face, and God speaks to you in some way or just reminds you that he created it all. I don't know what it's going to be. God does, though, and he's going to speak to you. How many of you believe God can speak to you? I think he surely can. 
I think he surely can. If we show up expecting that, then we're ready to hear it and we're looking for it. And that helps a long way. If you know what you're looking for, it's easier to find. I found that to be true. So, so that's, that's great. And one of those things that Kim has even been challenging people, and we got two notebooks up here, so don't all rush and grab them right now, but take notes during the message. You know, when you take notes, you, you remember things far better. You're able to apply them far better. You're able to remember the content of the messages, and you could be even taking notes about the song. Man, man, I like that worship song. I want to hear that again, or I want to get that song on my Spotify list. Whatever it is, whatever you want to do with that, you can jot down your notes, and the Lord can speak to you throughout your week. So that's number one. Everyone say, what does God want to say to me? Do this action, please. Say to me, thank you. Thank you for humoring me. (laughs) The second question is, what does God want to do through me? See that? We're not just here for us. I have had countless young people. I've had older people come and tell me. They're like, well, Pastor Ben, I just don't. They usually don't even say Pastor Ben. They say, I just don't get anything from going to church. Like, really? Uh, First of all, are you asking God what he wants to say to you? And then secondly... Are you actually doing something? Because if you're perfect already, then glory be to God. You and Jesus are on the same plane. But here's the other deal, is God wants you to do something with your faith. Amen? Maybe God is is tired of giving you stuff, of speaking to you when you don't use what he said to you. That could be happening. It's happened to me before where God says, do this, Ben, do this, Ben, do this, Ben. And I'm, and I'm like, I'm afraid or I don't want to or I'm lazy or whatever. Whatever the moment is that I don't do it. And then God eventually gets quiet on me. And I hear cricket, cricket. And I'm like, God, why don't you speak to me? You know why he didn't speak to me? is because he's already spoken to me and I'm not listening already. So he needs, he, he wants us to walk in obedience. And as we walk in obedience, and we're asking this question, number one, what does God want to say to me? Then, then we start hearing him, and then we got to do what he says. And maybe it's just for us. We got to walk in that. But maybe a lot of the times this is what happens. It's one of the number two is what does God want to do? Everyone say through, through me. So this is, this is the action for me. You know, what does God want to say to me? So everyone do it. Thank you. You guys are great this year. Amazing year we're having. All right. And then what does God want to do through? I want you to do this. Through. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's like your Spider-Man. You just threw webs out. Your superpower is God indwelling you. All right? Your superpower is God's indwelling you. The Holy Spirit resides within every believer. That is a superpower. Sometimes we think, man, if I had this superpower, if I had that, you know. No, you've already got one. The Holy Spirit walks with you. God is with you wherever you go. That is a superpower. So what does God want to say through me? And then what does God want to do? Through me, right? Go Say to me and then through me, right? So you can do that. So when you come in, I want to see some weird people in here on Sundays. I want to see people doing this, and I want to see people do And we even have it in our announcement slides at the beginning of service to remind you. <laughs> Through you. Because God uses your hands and your feet. God uses your tongue. 
God uses your checkbook. God uses your relationships with other people. God uses whatever you make available to him. And do you want to be a tool for his use and his purpose? So what does God say to me? He says to go out and do according to what James says, right? He says that we're called to do this. So your superpower is God's indwelling that causes godly action. And here's something, I don't know where I heard it from, but I am not smart enough to come up with this, okay? If you do what you can in the natural, then God will take care of the super. If you do the natural that he's asked you to do, God will show up with a super, and now what you have is supernatural. Okay, you see that? Some of you are like, who cares? Woo! That gets me fired up. Because here's, here's, here's where I, I sometimes get knocked down. I get beat up, and the, the accuser of the brethren's in my ear saying, well, Ben, you're just not talented enough. You don't have enough time. You can't do that. No one really cares. Blah, 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 blah. You ever hear that voice? You did just now, because I did it. But that happens. That happens. You're not good enough. You're not strong enough. No one wants to hear from you. This is blah, 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 blah. It's going 24-7 in your ear. If you just had this or you just had that, then you'd be able to do this and you'd be able to do that. No. Get behind me, Satan. That is not the voice of God because God says you are a child of the Most High King. I reside within you. I speak to you. And I work through you. Amen? The super and the natural come together. The natural by itself isn't going to accomplish a whole lot. I know I can't. But when God shows up, man, that, that makes a big difference on my team. That makes a big difference. Amen? That means we win because God is with us. So the super and the natural combine together. So the more, the more that we walk in that, the more grace we see that God provides us. And the more gospel we can spread out into a beautiful world. So I have a few ideas for actions that could possibly... These aren't things that we're going to do. These are things that we could do. These are things that you may have in your heart. Maybe you have, you have far better ideas. You have far better plans. And God's... You know why I know that? It's because God's going to speak to you. God's going to give you those things. And, and then you're going to be able to work through them and act on them. Amen. And you're going to be able to actually invite others to come along with you, too. Because if, if God is doing something, is saying something to you, and then he, he's working through you, then a lot of times he wants other people to be with you, helping you with this. Right? Everyone do that. Through you. Right? We're not called to do this alone. We're called to do this kind of like the Avengers and a whole group of team. Except for we, we don't die and we win all the time. Okay. So, so this, is, <laughs> this is what happens. God wants to work through you. So I want to give you some examples. Maybe this is what God is saying. Maybe God is saying, host a car show. These are not super spiritual things, but they have spiritual impact. I want you to realize that. Maybe we should get help from others and get started on something like that. Maybe we have a drive-in movie at some point. Maybe we give away hot dogs at the park. Maybe we even do better and we get hamburgers. I don't know. <laughs> we could go door to door and pray for people, right? You put your mask on, you could ring the doorbell and run away 10 feet and six. <laughs> well, we're being extra cautious, four more cautious. <laughs> and, and we pray for people. We ask them if they have any prayer needs. Maybe, um, 
Maybe you pray through the church directory. You pick up one of the church directories and you go through every name. And even if you don't know them, you just pray for them for two minutes. Maybe that's something you could do. Maybe you're going to make homemade pizza for shut-ins. I don't know. Maybe they want brownies. Who knows? Maybe you make care packages for people that, that have no home. Maybe you have fundraisers for the parking lot with the potholes and everything. You come up with a brilliant idea that, that does everything. The, these are things that God can do, but it, it can get so much broader and so much bigger than that. Amen? You, you look out at other people that are doing ministry that you want to do, and you think, oh, man, they just must be so talented. I, I don't think they're any more talented than you. I think they just maybe did it, right? And some of you guys are doing it already. You're, you're out there and you're doing these things. And it's amazing. And it's a blessing. But I think all of us are called to this. And maybe God has some God-inspired ideas for us. If we ask, hey, what do you want to say to me? And then what do you want to, want to do through me, right? God wants to work through us. Your idea may be a God idea. We need to ask others to join with us. So everyone say this. What does God want to say to me? Thank you so much. What does God want to do through me? What does God want to do through me? Well, that's good. Kobe's doing it. Thank you, Kobe. That's great. I love it. I love it. And and when it comes, like, I'm thinking about this too, because this is where it really hit me this week, is, is when I'm developing kind of the talk that we have every week. It can kind of turn into a grind and it kind of feel like this. But what I've realized, and something that I think the Lord's been speaking to me, he's been saying to me, right, is this needs to be a place where people get equipped. They get the tools for the life that they have outside of here. This isn't real life all the time, guys. Man, if real life was this good, it'd be pretty easy. But you need the tools to go out and do the work out there or even just to survive out there. You need the tools. And so we're going to focus in this next year, we're going to focus a lot on the action steps that we can take in messages. Like, what are the examples of things that we can do? Because I don't just want to say, oh, here's some good idea. You know, here's what the Bible says. And then, and then, you know, that's great and everything. We know the word accomplishes a lot, but we also need real life examples of, okay, how do we take baby steps in this? How do we, how do we start acting this? Everyone say action. How do we take action in this, this week? You know, how long does it take to get there? How long does it take to do this or that? And what should I do in order to get there? Well, I've given us a few things we need to do every Sunday, right? We need to ask ourselves, what is my action? And the way we get there. Is by saying, you know, Lord, speak to me, and then God work through me. So Proverbs 3.27 says this. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to what? To help them. I think a lot of times we regret more what we didn't do than what we did. And I, I know that maybe that's just me. But I see a lot of people that are saying, oh, I wish I had done this, or I wish I had spent my time doing this instead of this. We're, we're, we're looking back and we're saying, I, I wish I had done what I know I should have done. So do not, let's read this together. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to help them. You guys have a lot more 
power than you think. You have a lot more power than you think. And as you walk in that, as you say, God speak to me and God speaks to you, and as you start to walk it out in faith and do it, then you're going to see more and more of this done. How many of you want to help others? I, like, how many of you want to receive help? But we need to raise our hands just as high then. The only way we get this done is if we are just as humble when we are giving as when we're receiving. And I've realized, I used to think that it was better not to receive help from others. And then I realized I'm removing the blessing from them. I'm not allowing them to bless uh, me, but they're also not getting the blessing from the Heavenly Father because God's asked them to do that. So I will not be begrudging when I take help from others now. I'm realizing that I can't do it by myself. Oh, heavens, I can't. I need, I need all of you, and hopefully you all need each other, and you're willing to take that help from each other. And then also, God is speaking to you, and as we're all doing this together, then we're able to help all of the others that God has called us to. And I do not believe God is going to make it too much of a burden that we cannot bear, but he will build us up into what he wants us to be, amen? I, I think that's what God has for us. I don't think it's just a 2021 thing. I think this is probably what we should be walking in all the time. And, and some of you are prime examples of this. I see, I see the work that God's doing through you, and I am happy. I'm proud in some ways to see that occur. I think we need to be a workshop for those that, that need help and a workshop for you so that you can go out and, and help others. So we're going to be focusing a lot on real practical things and I want you to ask this question before you go in. God, let's do it. How can you speak to me? Speak to me. And then, God, work through me. Through me. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, we thank you for your word that is calling us to action. We thank you for all of the saints who have gone before us. And, and we're here because of their actions, not just their beliefs. Their beliefs informed their actions. And Lord, we see so much how their natural gifts and abilities mixed with your super abilities form the supernatural. We're so thankful for that, Lord. God, I pray that this wouldn't just stop, that we wouldn't you know, stop thinking about this, but that you would speak to us even right now if you haven't yet. That you would say something to, our, to us so that we understand and speak to us in a way that, that we can act on it, Lord. Give us your God ideas. Give us your, your presence so that we can walk in it. And help us to realize that you want to work through us as a church, but even as individuals. Man, we go out and, and the, church, the church goes out throughout the week everywhere. It's like a, it's like a beehive, this place. And then the, the bees go out and they pollinate the, the flowers so the flowers can grow and bloom everywhere else. God, we're called to beautify the earth with your presence. Lord, help us to do that. Help us to, to do things and, and to be people of action. And, and when, and when we, we hear from your voice, not to wait, but to step out. And, and Lord, I pray for boldness and faith and courage to do that. And Lord, we pray for energy for this year that you would supply us with everything that we need to accomplish for the purpose that you have. We thank you, Jesus, for everyone that's in here. We, you knew they were going to be here. And, you, and you're calling them to be a part of the work that you're doing. And we praise you for that. Help us to also receive the help 
that we're called to receive, to receive the encouragement that we're called to receive within the body of Christ, to, to help each other, but also to receive the help that you've given us. And we thank you for it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray.